We arrive out of many singular rooms, says Kenneth Patton in our call to worship. Walking over the branching streets, driving the branching roads and highways, traveling the branching circumstances of our mornings, and indeed the branching events of our entire lives to all be here together right now. It is good to be with one another, says Patton, and indeed it is. But think of that. I do sometimes. I imagine each individual's life rewinding from this point, following in reverse through everything in our respective lives all the way back to the very moment of birth, and then letting it all play out. Fast forward to bring you all right back here. And just think, everything that has happened to you, everything has culminated thus far in you being right here, right now. So again, I say welcome. So happy you could make it. And really, just think of the many, many stories we carry into this room. Think of how we might respond to that very innocent question, what brought you here today, if we chose to answer it comprehensively? What brought me here? Have a seat. How much time do you have? That's one of the things I love about stories. One thing leads to another, sometimes expected, often unexpected, and that thing in turn leads to the next. Way leads on to way, as Robert Frost writes, and we just keep walking. But if someone were to stop us at any given point and ask, how did you come to be here? Or even better, if one could magically skip us over a few ways and say, this is where you will be, wouldn't we often find ourselves very puzzled, surprised, confused? If someone had told me when I was, say, 15 years old, that at 58 I would be speaking from the pulpit at a Unitarian Universalist church in San Luis Obispo at a time when I had never heard of San Luis Obispo or Unitarian Universalism, I have to say I would have been more than a little surprised and for so many more reasons than I will share right now. And yet, if I trace it back from this vantage point, it can also seem very reasonable, a logical progression, understandable given this, that, and the other. Those are two different approaches to describing what brought me here today, and both are true in a sense, and each can influence in their own ways how I tell my story and can even combine and interweave and overlap to create even more stories. I love stories. I love reading novels and short stories and plays, and I have often been asked by those not as enamored with this pastime, and I understand and fully accept that not everyone loves to read fiction, but the question I often hear is, why waste all that time reading a bunch of made-up stories? And for me, I have to say 
that is just a huge part of what life is. Making up stories. Fiction writers at their best make up stories that tell the truth. They make up stories to tell the truth. We are, all of us, I believe, we make up stories about our lives throughout our lives. Now, I don't mean we fabricate events. I don't mean we lie about what actually happened. But I am saying that we tell ourselves stories about what happened. And that we can only tell those stories from our particular perspective at any given point in time and the insight that we have at that time, and so that the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves change over time and interact and overlap and interweave over time such that the stories change and grow and develop in ways we may never have expected or been able to predict. And we are sometimes able to look at people against whom we harbored resentment and suddenly see through the eyes of forgiveness the positive qualities of those we once thought had no positive qualities. And we are sometimes able to look at people we once idolized and suddenly see through the eyes of our own humility the natural human flaws of those we once thought had no flaws. And we are sometimes able to view events in our lives that we regarded as catastrophic and see through the eyes of a survivor the seeds of the strengths we now carry. And we are sometimes able to view events that seem like unmitigated successes and see through the eyes of hard-won experience that we refused to notice some dangerous ramifications that those successes actually held for us. And we are sometimes able to grab hold of these elements and create new stories. Stories that not only change the way we view what has passed, but stories that impact the stories we are presently living and influence the stories that are yet to be told. And of course, if my stories change, they also change the way I respond to those around me which may even influence others to reflect on the stories they are telling themselves about themselves, which may lead to changing those stories, which, of course, will change the way they respond to those around them. Way leads on to way. The Robert Frost poem that Pete read today and that we heard so beautifully sung by the choir That poem is often thought to be about choices in life. And I would say it is also about stories we tell about the choices we make. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. The two roads in the moment, in the present tense of the poem, do not really look so very different from one another. They both begin in a yellow wood. One is just as fair as another. Though one seems a tad more overgrown, on a closer look it appears that they are worn about the same, and both are covered in freshly fallen leaves that no feet have stamped down yet. 
It's hardly a stark contrast. We picture this sometimes as if it were a choice between a four-lane highway and a barely perceivable footpath into the forest. A clear difference. But that's not what Frost is talking about here. He seems to be saying, and far be it from me to offer a definitive interpretation of Robert Frost, but it appears to me that he is saying that it is very hard to tell what is right, what is best, what is most impactful in the moment, but in retrospect, ages and ages hence, we might look back and say, ah, that was it. That was the choice. That made all the difference. Take just a few moments to reflect on your own story. What is it in your life that made all the difference? What or who or where? What times, circumstances, choices were crucial in bringing you to be who you are today? And now consider, have your answers to that question changed over time? Have previously ignored times, unrecognized for the power they held, risen in importance as you grow older? Have other previously highlighted choices faded in perceived importance? I think our stories change. Sometimes, and that's okay. I mean, we are talking a lifetime after all. There's a lot there. There is no easy summing up, nor should there be. Instead, there is a wealth of experience, maybe deep wells of pain, possibly lustrous waterfalls of joy, many days of one foot in front of the other, a few moments of feeling maybe like we're walking on water, a parade of people and projects and principles and processing music and musing, and there is loneliness and luck and lightheartedness and love. And it all comes in a jumble such that it is not so easy to untangle and sort and categorize even from a distance of decades. And it may not be so important for us to sort and categorize anyway. Rather, with the pieces that come to mind, the memories that may lay heavy on or lighten our heart, we fashion stories that tell us what they meant and what they mean and how they shaped who we are. Frost spends most of his poem brilliantly showing us just how difficult it often is to even articulate what we are choosing between. And yet, these are not meaningless choices. 
We can't accurately tell the stories of our own choices, Frost might say, but they are nonetheless ours, and there is something pleasing, or at any rate fascinating, in the way we fall short of understanding them consciously and in the hope that we might somehow not fall short. In our reaching and failing, we create a life, a story, an art, Let me repeat that last line from David Orr's book about the Robert Frost poem. In our reaching and failing, we create a life, a story, an art. Yes, I am always attempting to tell the story to myself, the story of how I came to be who I am and where I am right here and right now. And I know going in that I will fail, meaning I will fail in ever fully understanding my own choices and will thus fail in telling my story comprehensively and finally once and for all. But that in each telling I will come to know myself a little better and that recognizing the many differing stories I've created over time, the unique emphasis that each story has had, the ways that I have hopefully uncovered more compassion for others and for myself in the telling, the many answers I have provided for what exactly made all the difference. Recognizing all of this, I leave open the possibilities for new perspectives, understandings, revelations, leading to a new story or a deeper one or a truer one and possibly a new answer to what has made all the difference. And none of the answers I have given in the past are without validity, and no one of them is complete in itself, and there are many answers to that question I am sure that I have not yet considered or uncovered or remembered or opened up within myself. I will never fully, completely, comprehensively tell the story of myself to myself, so I will never stop telling the stories. I will never stop telling the stories, for that is the art that comes with being human. All are artists, all are architects of fate working in these walls of time, and the buildings we architects create hold story after story after story. That is how we engage the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. That is life. What makes all the difference? I've come to believe for me that it is not a particular event or a specific choice or an identifiable turn in the road I was traveling, though I can think of many instances in my life that would fit these descriptions. Rather, I think it might be my willingness, even while I embrace the current version, to keep my story open to new revelations, perspectives, insights. What makes all the difference is our willingness to reflect and review, not to rehash, but to reclaim our stories over and over, reaching and failing to put it all in a single comprehensive narrative, reaching and failing, but reaching again, for in that reaching, 
We gather new information about ourselves. In that reaching, we discover important variations of that which we thought we knew inside out. In that reaching lies the potential for transformation of that which we thought was set in stone. Way leads on to way, leads on to way, all the way home, all the way here, all the way to now. Welcome. It is good to be with one another.